literally where COVID hit me first, is that we were going to go see Smash Mouth at the casino, and then we were like, no, everyone's getting pretty sick, so we didn't. I mean, smart. Could you imagine, like, if... I got COVID at a Smash Mouth concert? COVID at a Smash Mouth concert? At a casino? The show was free. You would... I would just question my entire life. Oh, yeah. No, we stayed home. (laughs) Good. No all-star for me. Anyway, we're going to talk about uh, something that happened in winter, it sounds like. Mm, Sort of. Uh, (laughs) Now that All-Star is stuck in my head, as you know, I've been watching a lot of Unsolved Mysteries. Have you? I haven't noticed. I've actually never seen an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Never? Never. Oh, that should be next on your list. It's dumb. (laughs) I just watched a bunch of Forensic Files. I like that they have endings. It's very much, they even actually have the same um, production company. So you get the little film star logo ahead of it. Mm, So it feels very familiar. Um, And also is the same way I watch Forensic Files. I will watch 100 in a row without watching them. Oh, yeah. No, sometimes I just put it on in the background when I'm editing a podcast. Like, I'm not listening to it. I just like the shapes that move on the TV. (laughs) It's perfect background noise. Anyway, so there was this one segment from the seventh season premiere that alerted me to an unusual piece of Minnesota lore I knew absolutely nothing about, and that is the Minnesota Iceman. Is this a cryptid? I hope it's a cryptid. It's a cryptid. It's a cryptid? Sort of? It's it's like the skunk ape. So, yeah. So, quick, I'll do my sources. Um... Most of this is from the Scientific American article called The Strange Case of the Minnesota Iceman by Darren Naish. Naish? N-I-N-A-I-S-H. Naish? Sure. Uh, Also, Wikipedia and Cryptid Wiki, because yes, this is a cryptid. Uh, The Minnesota Iceman (laughs) is thought by some to be some of the strongest known evidence for a Bigfoot-like creature. I'm sorry, you guys can't just take our thing. Although Bigfoot's home is currently burning, that's our thing. Uh, So the Iceman was the complete carcass of a particularly hairy male hominid frozen in ice, uh, which toured the country as part of a sideshow exhibition owned by promoter Frank D. Hansen. Did you say the time period this happened in? Because this sounds very, like, 30s. Uh, It's actually, you're going to hate this, the 60s and 70s. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) But, like, in the Midwest, so it was basically the 30s. The Dust Bowl was still happening. So, yeah. So, through the 60s and the 70s, the Minnesota Iceman was displayed at shopping malls, state fairs, and carnivals across the United States and Canada. And it was billed as the legendary missing link between Neanderthals and humans. Uh, (laughs) No. Do you have some input? No. (laughs) You just know how I feel about cryptids. I I get it. I get it. You'll love this. Mm. For sure. Uh, it has been described as a human-like creature, uh, six feet tall and covered with dark brown hair about three it's to four bear. inches in length. <laughs> one of its arms appeared to be broken, and one of its eyes had been knocked out of its socket, allegedly by a bullet that had been fired into the back of its head. <sighs> Grim stuff. It's also, like, literally in a block of ice. That is why it is called the Minnesota Iceman. Like, they just kept it in a refrigerated truck as they toured the country? Like, is this an Encino Man situation? <laughs> It, it, it's got some Encino Man flavor to it, yeah. Is Brendan Fraser the Minnesota Iceman? He's a little bit more chimpanzee than Brendan Fraser was in that movie, but... Don't tell anybody, but I haven't seen Encino Man. I'm, I'm sure Brendan Fraser is deeply disappointed in he you. He is. He knows. He, he knows. knows. In his heart. 
I've also it never seen Dudley knows. do right, but that's that's a conversation for another day. We get past that. <laughs> Uh, in December 1968, Hansen allowed the specimen to be examined by two cryptozoologists, Ivan T. Sanderson and Bernard Hevelmans. Sanderson and Hevelmans became convinced that the creature was genuine, claiming that they had observed the smell of decomposing flesh coming from an area of the Iceman that had been exposed by melting ice. The creature was then dubbed the Minnesota Iceman, and, as Hansen, and that was because Hansen himself lived in Minnesota, and he was storing the Iceman at his home over the winter. Just outside. It stayed Just, frozen pretty well. I mean... December in Minnesota, yeah, no problem. There's little, um, there's however little to no evidence Iceman actually originated in Minnesota, as Hansen himself had a whole bunch of different stories for how he'd actually become into possession of the Iceman. Uh, so initially, he claimed that the Iceman wasn't even his, and that he was acting as its caretaker, and that the real owner was a quote eccentric California millen- millionaire, often rumored to be actor Jimmy Stewart. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> At one time, he claimed the body had been discovered floating in a block of ice off of Siberia by a Russian seal hunting vessel. Uh, later, he said it had been found by a Japanese whaling ship, or alternatively, that it had been discovered in a deep freeze facility in Hong Kong. More recently, it's been claimed that Hansen shot it himself while on a hunting trip in the Whiteface Reservoir in northern Minnesota, or possibly somewhere in Wisconsin. You can guess which one I favor. Yeah, I mean... Wisconsin. Excuse me? Yes. I'm quitting the <laughs> podcast as soon as we're done recording this. Uh, <laughs> uh, Havelmans believed that the creature originated in Vietnam, connecting it with the story of a, hu- uh, quote, huge ape killed in Da Nang near where Hansen had been stationed during the Vietnam War. So it's one of those. One of them. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, both Sanderson and Havelmans wrote papers for scientific journals about the creature, and Havelmans gave it the scientific name Homo pongoides. P-O-N-G-O-I-D-E-S. It sounds like something you, you get somewhere that... It sounds like a butt wart. <laughs> well, it means ape-like man, not butt wart. But I butt get it. Butt warts is where all of the <laughs> the poor wizards go. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, if you get kicked out of normal school, you get sent to butt warts. <laughs> you get sent to the alternative learning center, butt warts. <laughs> yes. Uh, and their headmaster... Dinglemore. Uh, prompted by this, there um, it's reported that someone actually informed the FBI that the uh, Minnesota Iceman could potentially be a human murder victim. But as far as anybody knows, the FBI never investigated because... Why would uh, they? It's obviously a hoax. <laughs> Surprise. It's a monkey. <laughs> so Sanderson also contacted this man named John Napier, and he's a primatologist at the Smithsonian Institution. And Sanderson asked him to examine the Iceman. Napier did and left convinced that the Iceman was... A big bear? This is a drum roll. Uh, a latex model. Oh, wow. Not even real. Okay. Not even real. Uh, Hansen, of course, had an explanation ready for this. He said that he'd withdrawn the original specimen from display and replaced it with a model. Sure, Jan. Uh, this was supported by Sanderson, who took another look and confirmed that the Iceman on display was different from the one he had examined with Hevelman's. There's also some photo evidence, as like there was early pictures showing him the Iceman with his mouth open, while others it is open, revealing like a set of teeth. Uh, it is possible Hansen used more than one model for the Iceman, uh, though Napier concluded that there was probably only ever one, and that the changes were as a, were a result of the Iceman being defrosted, repositioned, and refrozen between appearances. Because I imagine having a big block of ice is 
some maintenance involved when it's just easier to just let it melt and do it up again next year before you head off to, you know, the next mall. It's going to be hard on the latex. You would think so, but uh, Napier did a little investigating of his own and found that Hansen actually commissioned the creature of the Iceman from a West Coast company in 1967. Yep, that checks out. <laughs> in 2013, the model was auctioned off on eBay and the listing read, this is the actual shi- actual sideshow gaff billed as the Minnesota Iceman by Frank Hansen in the 1960s. This is a one-of-a-kind hoax. That was fabricated by a mid-20th century showman. So now his, like, dumb fucking, like, fake Iceman is popular because it... hmm. We gotta stop rewarding these people. (laughs) To be fair, I think he, uh, his family sold it off. It's generally been, like, no one actually believes, other than maybe, like, Sanderson and Havelman, uh, no one actually believes that the Minnesota Iceman was real. Um, his family sold it, saying as much. Uh, it was then purchased by Museum of the Weird owner Steve Bosti of Austin, Texas, who has once again put it on display. I think it's worth noting that Bigfoot would never live in a climate like the Midwest because he does not possess the, like, insulation to survive those winters. He does best in mild climates. That's like what the- all the hair is for, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't think that's enough hair to, like, unless he... unless. They've developed in that part of the country to have, like, a winter coat. I mean, he could. You think, like, in the spring, Bigfoot just sheds a bunch? Why not? Where are all the hair samples, Sarah? (laughs) Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence, Emily. I'm just saying. Bigfoot (laughs) is built for mild climates. I don't know why we're arguing about this when neither of us believe Bigfoot is a thing. That's true. (laughs) That's all I've got. That's that's the story of the Minnesota Iceman. Um, not related to the Iceman, but I think it would be very funny if two like middle-aged women from the Midwest had a gossip podcast and called it the Hot Dish. I'm 100 percent sure that exists. Well, oh, well, never if it's mind. not a podcast, it's a blog or something. Actually, I'm sure it is a blog on the Star Tribune. There's like a Hot Dish blog that's gossip. All right, never mind. But. I appreciate the idea. It's very good. Bigfoot's not real. Bye. Bye. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.